स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रूम जिम सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर पाँच मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अभी एक बज के पचपन मिनट पर आपने जो तेज़ आवाज़ सुनी वो थी आ, हमारी अलर्ट जो कि हम पेश करते हैं यानी पूरे कैनेडा भर में और पूरे बी भर में अलर्ट सुनाई देती है ताकि लोगों को पता चले कि अगर कभी हमारे यहाँ पर अर्थक्वेक हुआ या सुनामी हुई तो तब इस तरह की आवाज़ आपको सुनने को मिलेगी तो वो टेस्ट करते रहते हैं कि ये आवाज़ सब लोगों तक पहुंचती भी है कि नहीं सो यू डेंट हैव टू वरी अबाउट एनीथिंग बुधवार का दिन है और महीने का दूसरा बुधवार का दिन है दैट मीन्स वी आर बैक टू आर नॉर्मल स्केजल जिसका मतलब ये हुआ कि द वन एंड ओनली डॉक्टर जी आज हमारे स्टूडियोज़ में हैं सो डॉक्टर गर्ग मोस्ट वेलकम इन आर प्रोग्राम कैसे हैं आप वेरी गुड थैंक यू जस्ट गॉट बैक फ्रॉम इंडिया सो हम नो काइंड ऑफ इन दिस नो नो लर्न बट अदरवाइज आई एम गुड वेल यू आर लुकिंग वेरी गुड एंड यू आर लुकिंग वेरी रिलैक्स एंड वेरी रिज्यूवनेटेड वेल दैट्स वेरी काइंड ऑफ यू आई थिंक बॉडी डजेंट फील दैट समटाइम बट माइंड डेफिनेटली Did good stuff, you know. So, yeah. Doctor Sir, after a long time, you've been to India, right? It's, it's, yeah, because it's, of the COVID, yeah, uh, it was disrupted. Usually, I go twice a year or right. at least once a year mm. to build those continuing links. But this one, three years after, so, right? So combine that. विद वर्क एंड ऑल्सो विजिट फैमिली सो दैट वॉज गुड ये बताइए कि सिने की तरफ से आप गए हुए थे वहाँ पर और फैमिली तो वो क्या उसको कहते हैं वो बीच में आ जाती है राइट यू नो एज एज क्या उसको कहते हैं बख्शीश के तौर पर मिल जाती है एक्स्ट्रा बोनस ये बताइए कि यू गॉन आफ्टर थ्री ईयर्स टू इंडिया राइट लॉर्ड ऑफ चेंजेस इन इंडिया आई थिंक इंडिया इज वन ऑफ दोज कंट्रीज दैट इज रैपिडली चेंजिंग देर इज ए वुमन हुज टू बी विद टेलीविजन चैनल कॉल्ड बायोनिक्स अब वो इंडिपेंडेंटली करती हैं एंड आई फॉलो हर अ लॉट बिकॉज शी टॉक्स अबाउट द चेंजेस दैर आर कमिंग इन इंडिया as far as economy economy is concerned and then economic growth in india is huge can we talk a little bit about that oh, and the changes that you've yeah, seen yeah yeah beside our work in health yes. uh, you know the nice thing about visiting india is that you're visiting a foreign country but you're also visiting a country which uh, you have a amount of heritage and interest to see how things are happening right and how change is happening or not happening so i think from my point of view there are several things which are very uh, impressive mm. one was uh, i saw attitude change right uh, attitude in people who are providing service mm-hmm. before like uh, behind the counter service I they would never really pay much attention to you and just the airline counter especially in travel industry or in checking in a hotel right but you could sense the change that people want to provide service to you and that's a very positive thing you know mm-hmm. i thought uh, that because uh, you know you're sensitive to it coming from here you're mm. expecting a certain level of service mm. and when it's not there you notice mm. if someone who's not used to then might not notice right but 
I see gradually India is moving towards a competitive uh, service environment whereby you have to provide service. You know, Dr. Sahib, I agree with you and I will disagree with you a little bit. Uh, and I'm talking, um, I am out of place here because I have, last time I visited India was in 2012. Oh, wow. Okay, it was a yeah. long time ago, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Having said that, I always noticed that India in hospitality was great, but only for the foreigners. The minute they saw their own people, the attitude did change and they would be a bit callous towards, you know, you. But if they noticed that you had a foreign accent, then they would be slightly better to you. But they would not care about them. And I thought that was a very callous attitude on yeah. their part. Yeah. Did you yeah. notice that this time? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't feel it because uh, I didn't sense that. But I must say, um, I noticed a change. Hmm. Uh, so if you weren't there for 10 years, you if you go, you'll see the change. And that is coming more from certain amount of uh, inner interest that we want to do a good job. And I think uh, that kind of speaks for the overall leadership. So I think that's where I mm. do see the change. They want to do a good job. They want to compete on a broader scale. So I think there is a bit of a fire and needed, no doubt needed. You know, India is so big, so complex, and so many different angles coming that uh, a focus, unless there is a service, with service combined with they want to achieve something bigger, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. So certainly in a short trip, you're only connecting with people you're using services so for example a taxi wala mm. uh, very impressive group of people uh, every one of them bar none were very interested to know um, what my views were about india that's uh, their interest they want to know and they were very eager to share their views and i must say that um, i find people who are providing service, so right. taxi wallas and um, ticket sales and those kind of people, they're quite in tune with India's ambition to... Be a world leader. Yeah. Now, one has to be careful because I don't think India is in any position to be world leader mm. yet, you know, long ways to go. Mm. But I think what it is, is, is it's um, in a very strong position to do development work. Their main agenda is development, 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 you know. So so beside that, I was impressed with the building of roads. Mm -hmm. They have built many, many express highways. So infrastructure is improving. Yeah, compared to what it was before. And they really uh, very, the other thing which was a bit of a um, kind of a joke in a way, but also very real, their sense of time. Mm. They are much more aware of time and things are punctual. So all our meetings I was attending, they all started on time. Wow. And they finish <laughs> on time, you know. I, I was said, what, well, this is surreal. This is, so, this is not India, <laughs> but uh, they, they value their time now, which is, I think, going to have a positive impact. I think you're so right. I think that one, uh, 
a component of your visit and then you noticing that is going to have a long-term positive effect on the Indian psyche and also their way of working. But I think it will take a little time, a little longer time for it to filter through into social oh, gatherings yeah. and social all that. fabric or even filter down to villages and uh, other places. So most of this is in a, in a very limited sphere. But uh, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, it started there at least. Yeah. The other thing I noticed, Shishmati, which kind of surprised me, and I noticed it because I'm aware of it, and we'll talk about it when we talk some of our work around quality right. and leadership, mm. is um, that uh, safety. Mm. Uh, at one time, there was no real um, um, appreciation or commitment to safety. So people will put their wires, uh, simple things like connecting your computers or connecting their speakers, the wire connecting to the outlet will be on the floor. Mm. But now I noticed they all were properly managed, properly... Covered. Yeah, yeah, and they made an effort to do that. Yeah. And that is something new. I didn't see that before. Right. So I think uh, that's, a, again, a small observation, mm. but, uh, but I think it's important an uh, important change. Very uh, nice. And I think that's... Um, uh, the other uh, thing I noticed was packaging. Mm. Uh, now, they have to be careful because packaging takes a lot of energy right. and a lot of... Uh, a lot of paper and a lot of waste, uh, solid waste comes out of it, so you have to look at the whole cycle. But I noticed the food, when served, mm. or a lot of takeouts, a lot of people eating outside, so takeouts, they package more hygienically. Mm. Now, that will also have a positive impact on overall health. So I think those were some of the good things I noticed. I've always felt that India has always been at the forefront of recycling. I, I think recycling was invented in India because uh, as a young child, when we had gone to India, and I'm talking about the 60s, I was flabbergasted to see that the newspapers were being sold as raddi, right? And, and um, the people who were uh, street vendors would buy those and they would have those chane and chana jorgaram and all that in those little packets, right? And then uh, out of those newspaper, uh, they would make thale, you know, and India was the first place where fabric ke thale milte the, right? Nowhere else did you find them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh I think Indian uh, thinking mm. um, is very much waste not, you know. Yes. So, Harik cheez ko istamal karte Yeah, thai. and right. reuse it, recycle it, and uh, save it, you know. Exactly. And, so, um, and that's one of the reasons water and all that has survived this long. Yes. Um, and I hope they never lose that. No, because, I... Uh, because I think um, one of the b very negative part of Western thinking is waste. Mm. And uh, we, I hope India never adopt that. It continues to have the attitude of uh, integrated thinking and, uh, um, and uh, but this modern packaging where chips and all these are being now sold in 
uh, fancy uh, envelopes and things like that. That's a very high energy consumption, mm. but it uh, does bring a fair amount of hygiene. So I think they have to balance it. Uh, and I notice uh, packaging uh, much better than before. Dr. Sir, we're going to take a very short commercial break and come back. And I want to uh, ask you to uh, correlate your uh, organization and the work that is being done by your organization in uh, conjunction with the Indian organizations and how much were you able to do and what are the results of all that. Let's take a short break. Dr. Arun Garg is in the studios. If you want to ask him any questions, our telephone number is 604-280-1200 or 604-299-8863. Dil khol ke sawal poochiye, Dr. Sahab unke jawab denge. Spice Radio or Radio Revision Sun Rayab Gapshapka program hai. Dr. G. Aaj Hamale Satham, Bhadinu Kebad, Kyuki Ye Gaihuete Bharat, or Ek Lambi Chori Chutti Kebad, Wapisai hai. Lekin, it hasn't been a chutti, he has been working. So, Dr. Sahab, you've been also working uh, on the project that you are so passionate about, which is your uh, story of your love for Indian culture, also. So let's talk a little bit about that. Sure, yeah, I'd love to. So part of it was the, the main mission of our work is both lowering the burden of diseases and building healthy society among our community here, so it's a local impact. Yes. Uh, but also uh, see what we could do with India. Uh, keeping in context of India's need and where India is going and how Canadian innovation, Canadian thinking help India in achieving its own goals. Mm -hmm. So in that context, we have a very good long-term relationship and partnership now with an Indian organization called CAHO, mm -hmm. Consortium of Accreditation of uh, health, uh, health Organizations. Mm -hmm. And this is a volunteer organization which has been formed uh, to, to engage their members in improving standards and improving quality. So they have really come through local building better quality. And our own group is collaborating with um, a local group called LEADS, mm -hmm. L-E-A-D-S, okay. which is a leadership group. And we have uh, started some courses together. Okay. So we are, have these online courses which we give. And uh, we were able to attend along with um, uh, the, the Dr. Graham, who was involved in really inventing and formulating LEADS program. And another doctor from our scope is increasing another doctor from Saskatchewan, University of Saskatchewan, who is involved in uh, building links at the educational level. Mm -hmm. So they, we all came together because they had a meeting uh, in Hyderabad, CAHO, uh, uh -huh. so there we presented a workshop. And it was very successful, over 100 people registered, and uh, <clears throat> because of the traffic and all that, few people <laughs> were missing, but it was well attended. And again, I was impressed with the inner desire of the leaders there, talk of quality. They were interested in 
quality, what the word quality means, mm. how it comes together. You know, these kind of things were not really forefront in health at one time, you know, mm. just do the service and move on. But now they're talking. So I was happy to see that. And we collaborated with them. We did our workshop. And workshop was on LEADS itself. So L-E-A-D-S. This is five letters, which stands for L, LEADS yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, E for engage others. Mm. A, achieve results. D for developing solutions. And S for. Um, and uh, S for system development. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it, I thought this is very much uh, like... Um, also Indian um, thinking about solving problems. Mm. So uh, I have related this now to yoga and different things like karma yoga mm. is nothing more than action, get results, and etc. So we were able to put a very good workshop, whole day workshop on this, and it was very well received. Uh, and uh, hoping that we could now take it to the next level mm. of work on it. So that's one project which we are very proud of, and it's working. Uh, we also had, uh, obviously, our Indian partners in it. So Dr. Vijay Agrawal, who will be joining us in the fall, and uh, Dr. Prabhakaran will be uh, also part of this workshop. So it's a joint effort. Our idea is to train uh, Indian people to carry on. So we are there to take knowledge we have, but convert that into Indian context, mm. and then only it will work. I think it might be worthwhile just to mention <coughs> healthcare in India is very different than healthcare in Canada. So what works here is not applicable in India. And here, we have a public system, essentially. Yes. Uh, and 100% uh, of hospital services yeah. and doctor services are covered through public insurance. Mm -hmm. Over there, it's uh, everything, all the way from total state control to all the way from free for all. So I think there is a real need for regulatory leadership and compulsory but also voluntary feeling of quality in services. So I think uh, context is very different and this group is mainly working with private providers because a lot of healthcare is delivered in India by private providers. They have decided that uh, they just don't have enough resources to provide services to everyone through public system. Public system has all kinds of scope. So they have a national organization, very good. Mm -hmm. They have regional organizations, they have provincial organizations, they have local organizations, and then they have some charity organizations. So a whole spectrum. Mm. Uh, again, good thing is you have to start somewhere, and I was pleased to see. So that was our one full day workshop. Then we, at the, at the annual meeting, they celebrated the graduation of some of the students who took our course um, or who have been taking our course, online course. So that was nice. I was able to participate in that. So I think that was a very positive, fruitful um, kind of, um, participation. And this was in Hyderabad? Yeah. So we are hoping 
to increase our numbers. We're hoping to find new partners through this. So now we have one partner, solid partner. We're looking for other academic partners. Right. And we're looking for other hospitals where we could take these concepts and see if we could incorporate them, but incorporate them with an Indian lens. Mm. So it's not like Canada going there saying we have all the answers, mm. but just that, look, we have an amount of experience. Let's work together to see what works in India and how Indian healthcare system provides better services. So that's the theme of this whole relationship, whole partnership. I, when you are uh, relating all this, I, I can visualize it as to how you were, you know, meeting all these people and what sort of pleasant surprises you were getting over there, right? As far as the, you know, getting there on time, starting your meeting on time, finishing on time. I have a feeling that uh, the way India is moving forward in many different spheres, um, healthcare especially because our community is prone to many um, ailments that are prevalent in the world today, uh, heart disease, uh, arthritis, um, you also have, uh, you know, sugar ki bimari, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. Were you able to discuss any of those issues with the people there? Not uh, not directly because this theme here was Different. Qu quality and leads, yes. but those topics do come up, you know. Mm. And uh, I must say, I, I remain disappointed that, um, and maybe it's because the need is so huge, and right. may, maybe because the the complexity and the and the demand is so great that when you are really fighting fires, you really don't have time to reflect, you know. Uh, very little emphasis on lifestyle and diseases. Mm. Uh, I think there is a missing link there. Mm. Given that India uh, has flourished and thrived, survived, and have such a long history mm. uh, of humanity, you know, we talk about 10,000 years of um, uh, health, uh, that there's something missing that that's not emphasized enough that lifestyle plays a role and what role you're playing in your own diseases. Mm. Uh, and they continue uh, to just live a uh, life and then say, oh, well, uh, and I think uh, the downside of uh, progress we have made in healthcare is that more and more people feel that some pill will look after my ailment, you know, rather than what I'm doing. And yeah, that was missing. Uh, and I would think there should be an emphasis on that. Uh, now, I was able to introduce my own passion for integrative thinking mm. in our conversations. Mm -hmm. And again, I noticed that when I talked about this 10 years ago, they were rolling eyes. So you say, what is this guy talking about, you know? But this time, I think, don't think anybody was rolling their eyes and because they have seen that for India to make progress, they have to have a kind of a belief system in their own system. And I think there is a bit better now than it was before, and I thought I saw the same change there. Uh, do you feel that that change came because 
the person who is leading the country right now believes in all those changes and is implementing going out to other countries and bringing the Indian way of life like yoga and all that to other countries? I think so. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert and I have no access to that level of relationships. Uh, and But I think uh, leadership plays a huge role. For sure. And a good leader, by example, can lead and bring that change. And I think uh, 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 government of the day is making a, a strong effort in, uh, in providing incentives in that area. So I think your question, I would say yes. Let's take a short commercial break, and I want to come back and talk a little bit more about um, our health and the world's health. And the dreaded word COVID may be a little bit, if you don't mind. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jimson Ream, Gapshapka program. Dr. Ji, Dr. Ji, welcome back to the program. Um, we missed our commercial, so that's perfectly all right. You and I can talk. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> so you were. I asked you about the changes, and you mentioned the changes in respect and the time, respect for time, really, to start things in time, to finish things in time, and also about healthcare. So can you tell us something about other stuff that you have noticed in India in your 10 days, apart from these two uh, components? Well, uh, I really uh, didn't have much time to explore anything else, so I, I wouldn't know, but um, um, we talked about infrastructure a little bit, so I think uh, there is a real um, commitment to build newer highways and connecting various cities, faster trains, and that uh, I notice, uh, uh, I think, is a positive thing. Um, the other thing I noticed was that there seems to be a fair amount of pride among people, uh, how COVID they were able to overcome and the vaccine and what they did. So in our own program, so that was in Hyderabad, but uh, we spent two or three days in Delhi working with uh, Quality Council of India. Mm -hmm. And there is a local hospital, which was the designated leader for COVID. Right. And uh, we worked there with um, with them and COVID, uh, how they handled. And that's quite impressive. Besides the vaccine, as you know, in the old days, uh, India would have depended totally on importing vaccine. But this time they decided they were going to produce their own vaccine, and they did do so. So they produced two different types of vaccine, one totally Indian and one was under the license. Uh, and they were quite effective. So I think we could talk about that a little bit. And then we did a workshop in conjunction with a local hospital in Delhi. So I think the concept of Quality Council of India uh, is quite unique. I wanted to ask you about the, the COVID part of it all. COVID hasn't ended anywhere in the world. Uh, people are still feeling, you know, that they are... Uh, they, they do get COVID, but it's a different format of COVID that they're getting, maybe diluted version of COVID. Is that the right way of thinking? 
yeah, I don't know if it's a diluted way, but what it is happening is uh, that um, with the vaccination and with increasing numbers, um, with increasing numbers, uh, we have been able to increase herd immunity. Ooh. And availability of herd immunity uh, decreases the virulence and the impact it has. Hmm. So body now has immunity to fight. And that's why you do not see the <coughs> physical um, impact. So in that sense, yeah, that's a diluted effect. The virus is still around. Hmm. Um, and is, if anything, there is 100 uh, cases uh, every day, you know. So it's not like it's gone totally and one has to be <coughs> careful. careful about what it. I'm hoping is that this habit we developed about protection yes. uh, continues. So hand washing, yes. uh, even wearing a mask where necessary, uh, vaccination, I mean, those are common sense and I think one should really continue with it. Uh, hopefully, uh, after this cycle, uh, hopefully next fall and uh, winter time, it will even be less. You know. mm. uh, influenza is continuing, and of course. every year we get that. But whether COVID will be turned into some sort of an annual event, I don't know. I was also uh, quite perturbed about COVID's effects on um, people that are compromised, you know, health-wise, uh, or the effects of either COVID or the effects of the vaccine. Um, some people have uh, breathing issues. Some people have uh, clotting issues. Um, do you feel, I mean, maybe this is not a very fair question to you, but I'm going to ask you because you belong to the health community. Do you think that the entire world was so panic-stricken that it needed to have a vaccine sooner than later, and we jumped into it, and now, in hindsight, we look at it and say, yeah, we, I'm glad that we did it, but, you know, I wish we had more time. Well, that, uh, like in any science, that's always the case, right? Yes. So I think um, we have to accept that. But always in life, it's the issue is risk versus benefit. Yeah, And yeah. the risk, I mean, you remember how uh, how strong COVID has come and how vulnerable people were. Mm. So I think we were fighting that risk, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a balance, you know. And uh, vaccination is not something new. It has been around for a long time. And I know there are proponents of it and there are anti-vaccine people, or, but but it does work. It does bring you that immunity you need. Uh, so I think all in all, when you look at the total numbers, uh, the outcomes could have been worse uh, mm. if we didn't have some of those tools, you know. As is, uh, when, when COVID came, we had no vaccine. We really de didn't even know what virus was to do the research, to identify, to isolate, to separate, to create uh, uh, the total structure, scientific structure of mm, it, mm. get into uh, um, areas where 
antibodies can be produced by stimulating the body, then producing various antibodies. I think it's a remarkable and, mm. and, uh, achievement, you know. Yeah, for the time, and or? I pretty well uh, have to take my hat off. <laughs> you might say that I belong to science, so I'm doing that. And But I respect everybody's views, and right. that's fine. Uh, uh, but it did help. As a biochemist, that is one of your fields. Um, did you think that it was uh, a feat that all the scientists getting together, putting their heads together and coming up with the, the uh, antidote was amazing? Yeah, uh, well, there was a lot of work was going on already. Yes, because uh, it's a SARS virus, yeah, right? Yeah, but I think government uh, threw a lot of money at it and uh, resources, and people put their mind together. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's one of the fastest development in terms of developing a vaccine. I wish we could do that for TB. Mm. TB is much bigger problem than COVID even, you know. Mm -hmm. And now TB is rising again. Mm. Uh, what's happening in Ukraine, mm. what happened in Sudan, uh, the number of TB cases have really gone up. And still we don't have any vaccine. Again, I personally would like to see a combined, concerted, global effort in malaria mm. and TB. Those two are still major uh, problems with us. When you look at the, as in your position as a scientist, in your position as a medical doctor, when you look at uh, all the ailments that are coming up um, from old time to now with the different it's almost like we jacket change karke dusri jacket pehen lenge it's the same virus but it's a new clothes is that analogy right uh, yeah in some extent it is uh, but it's a little more complex than that the specificity does change you know uh, but what's happening also is that um, because most of the progress which we have made in um, Healthcare is symptomatic relief. Mm. So we are taking care of symptoms. We are taking care of what's ailing you. Mm. The root cause we haven't addressed. So that problem continues. Mm. And what we are seeing is, uh, I, I think society is healthier than ever in times of history. You're right. Uh, We're living longer. Yeah, uh, uh, living longer. Uh, I think uh, I was hesitating a little bit because, you know, one of the things about India is they always talk about the past. Yes. And they, oh, well, we lived to 100 in the old days. Yes. Uh, but give me a break. That's the past. Yes. What is present is what really matters. Right, you know? right. So I think that, that's why I was hesitating a little <laughs> bit because I have um, sympathy for both views. Right. You know? Yeah, right. it's not because there is nothing in life absolute you know there is always grace right so i think your question about um, changing patterns um, we're going to see a lot more uh, chronic diseases mm. and diseases of lifestyle and uh, one area which we don't talk enough but i think it does require definite uh, um, um, solutions is uh, social interactions right uh, loneliness right and especially mental wellness right and feeling good about yourself and those are fundamental health issues 
which uh, we have not overcome. Dr. Sahib, I want to talk about, um, you know, the seniors. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit about uh, the modern life that we are leading here. Um, the And I, I want to take you back to the Indian life as well, where families lived together, children were brought up together in a household, and everybody was looked after together in a household. And now we have adopted individuality and we are all living separately. Um, my son isn't living with me. Your son isn't living with you. So when I get old, or when you get old, well, I'm old, and we both are old. Who's going to look after us? Who's going to be look? Who's going to be responsible for taking care of us? We cannot, in today's day and age, expect our children to be looking after us the way we looked after our parents. That is a million-dollar question right now in front of many communities. So let's just maybe shed a little light on that right after this short commercial break, if it plays. So we're back on commercials? I hope so. Spice Radio, Radio Rungjum. Listen to your program. Dr. G, today we are with you. And it's the second Wednesday. And he's always with us on the second Wednesday of the month. We were talking about families we were talking about covid i haven't finished covid yet so you wanted to um talk about what india was able to do during covid well i think one other thing was that we were developing a good relationship with some local partners and one of the partners then put a workshop together and that was leadership during um, disaster relief and they showed their experience with covid and that particular hospital, Lokmanya Hospital in Central Delhi, was designated as the nerve center for COVID. And the 2,200 beds were totally dedicated to COVID. And the numbers were so huge that they converted the Ram Leela grounds, people who are familiar with India or Delhi, huge um, exhibition ground, uh, was converted into a field hospital. And they were, I think, another 3,000 COVID beds, beds there, which they had created. So they shared that experience with us. And uh, it was impressive to see how fo- focused that their efforts were in fighting COVID in India during that time when uh, this was pre-vaccine time. And uh, they were then involved in... Uh, um, um, all the treatments and uh, oxygen issue and all kinds of things. <coughs> so it was uh, it was good to see that that kind of planning exists. And now hopefully that experience can be used in any future mishaps and disaster reliefs or fighting disaster through floods and through cyclones and uh, earthquakes are not that uncommon. And I think uh, that it will be a positive experience. Dr. Sab, you mentioned um, India's role in uh, making the vaccines and helping the rest of the world. Nobody looked after Africa. India did. India sent the vaccines to Africa. Uh, India sent the vaccines to um, Europe as well. I also wanted to talk about the Indian contribution to rest of the world as far as uh, IT knowledge is concerned, right? 
I know where India is growing uh, leaps and bounds in rest of the uh, the issues. We've just touched very uh, slightly on the issue of parents getting older and nobody being able to look after them because the economic situation is such that and this is not happening just in the West. It's happening in India as well. Have you noticed that while you were there? Yeah, definitely. And you know, this is um, one of those things. Um, for every action, there is a reaction. So on one hand, we are making uh, technology as a prime mover and uh, moving away from some of the traditional uh, daily lives. Gee. Uh, and India is suffering from that. The anxiety which this produces is phenomenal. And uh, um, parents uh, feel quite lonely because of that. And you see this here. And certainly on our own level, we are facing this now. And this is uh, music uh, which we are facing. Uh, Who is going to take care of the the loneliness which goes with it, yeah. So I think your question is valid, and uh, I don't have any real answer for it. Um, you know, recently I noticed uh, there is a lot of talk about artificial intelligence, but the proponents or the discoverers of artificial intelligence are raising the flag mm. that uh, this is going to lead into certain social challenges which world might not be ready for. Mm. And I think that's what you're describing in terms of family life and disruption of it. Long-term care places or seniors' places are some of the solutions, but they're not real solutions. Mm -hmm. I I know that uh, for seniors in different communities, People are trying to get, like in the Smiley community, they've got seniors' homes. Uh, in the Punjabi community, in the Sikh community, they've got picks and where other communities can also uh, go. And, and if they are Indian, South Asian, they can also apply. But there are only about, you know, a hundred or a thousand or two thousand. And, and we are, what, 400,000 people here in BC at the moment? That means at least half of them, if, if not more, are seniors. Yeah, and so the need is huge. Huge. And there is a gap. Yeah. And I think we have to work hard to fill that gap. And you're not going to turn the clock back. Mm. So we do need to build this capacity. We do need to build um, places where people can be taken care of. Dr. Saab, um, looking um, when you were coming back from India to back to Canada, obviously you must be feeling quite homesick. Yeah, well, I, I, because I was only gone for a short time, I didn't have time to feel <laughs> homesick. Uh, homesick per yeah. se. But I was glad that I went, and I was glad that I was back mm. uh, in one piece. You know, you all because we're still COVID time, right? and uh, noticed people weren't wearing masks. Uh, so in the plane, were you wearing a mask? Yeah, I wore a mask all yeah. the way, even over there. Yes. Uh, I was one of the only few wearing masks there. And which mask did you take with you yourself? Was it N95? No, no, just no, a regular, just a regular mask. mask. Yeah, okay. yeah, because it acts as a barrier. That's all you need. Yeah. You know? 
and hand washing was a big thing. Right. Yeah, and so I was washing my hands. Now in India, because it was quite hot, we didn't talk about the temperature. That's right. Yeah, it was already 38 degrees. Which we are going to be experiencing <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, so when there's heat, you sweat. Mm. So you washing hands anyway. And that's the other thing I noticed, at least in the public facilities, there is a lot more public facilities available now for washing hands and things like that. So that's another positive aspect. When is your next trip to India? I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I get to go later this year. Yes. Because uh, we have some very good partnerships and we want to maintain them. Um, our next meeting is planned next March, so we'll be going then for sure. I take this opportunity and thank you very much, Dr. Saab, for taking time and talking to us. No, pleasure is mine. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next month. Okay. Yes. In the month of June, Dr. Saab will be here on the second Wednesday of the month. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. And I'll be talking to Asha Lohia about Pandit Jasrat School of Music's next upcoming concert. And then if you have some time, Kamalji will also shed some light on the programs that are coming in Vancouver. Um, stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio. And your requests, Nutin Kesat, Radio Rimjim.